0: section 26 of the strange storybook by lenora blanche lang this LibriVox recording is in the public domain the disinheriting of a son near a large town in england there lived in the last century a gentleman with his son and daughter his wife died when her children were quite young leaving a large fortune behind her and in a few years her husband married again. Now, though the new lady of the manor had seemed gentle and amiable as long as she was a girl, she soon grew jealous of her stepson and his sister and treated them very harshly and unkindly. She thought that anything was good enough for them, but that the moment she wished for anything she was to have it, quite forgetting the money which bought her horses and diamonds belonged of right to the children. When she began to have babies of her own, matters grew worse, and as soon as her husband's eldest son declared that he wished to leave England and pass some years in foreign countries, the stepmother broke into a furious rage and declared that he must stop at home, for there was no money to waste on him. The young man saw that no help was to be expected from his father, who was always afraid of his wife's temper, so he said no more but wrote at once to his own mother's brother to beg his assistance. This was at once given, and thus it came about that very soon Alexander started off to see the world. In the beginning the allowance which his father had agreed to make him was paid regularly, and as regularly the son wrote home to tell where he was and what he was doing. Then gradually the payments were delayed, for the stepmother had always some good reason why the money could not be forthcoming at that particular date, and at length they ceased altogether, and when the payment ceased, the letters ceased also. For four years things remained in this state, but the stepmother was not idle. She intended, in one way or another, to work upon her husband till she had forced him to do as she wished, and this was to leave the estate to her own son. As it was quite certain, she went on, that Alexander must be dead, or by this time they would have heard something about him. At first her husband would not listen to her, and many and frequent were their quarrels. But, as we know, the dropping of water wears away a stone, and in the end he showed signs of giving way. His wife noticed it and redoubled her efforts if alexander were alive she declared it was unpardonable of him to have treated his father in such a manner and that fact alone would make him worthy of disinheritance and if he were dead then of course her boy was the proper heir to the estate still in spite of all her arguments she could not entirely bend her husband to her will and the utmost she could get from him was a promise that if he did not hear from his son in four years he would agree to her plan. For the moment the wife felt that no more could be gained, but soon she began her grumblings afresh, and worried him so perpetually that at last he consented to reduce the time of waiting from four years to one. This was not done very easily, and many angry words passed between them, till one day the wife burst out in a passion that, "'She hoped his son's ghost would appear to him "'and tell his father that he was dead "'and that justice ought to be done to his other children. "'And I,' cried the father, "'only wish his ghost would appear before the year is up "'and tell us that he is alive.' "'It happened not long after that "'they were sitting one summer evening in the parlor, "'disputing over the same subject, "'for nowadays they never talked about anything else.' when suddenly the wife became silent and started up. "'Did you see that hand at the window?' she cried. "'There must be thieves in the garden.' "'Thieves!' he exclaimed and rushed to the door. But he quickly returned, saying, "'You have made a mistake. There is nobody in the garden.' "'But there must be,' she answered. "'It was a ghost, then,' he replied, "'for no one could have got over the walls without my seeing him.' i am certain persisted the wife that i saw a man put up his hand to the window and if it was a ghost it was the ghost of your son who came to tell you that he is dead if it was my son said the husband he has come to tell us he is alive i warrant you and to ask how you can be so wicked as to wish to disinherit him alexander alexander he cried looking towards the window if you are alive show yourself and don't let me be vexed daily with tales of your death as he spoke the window flew open and alexander looked in he stared angrily at his stepmother who shrieked and fainted and uttering the word here in a clear voice the young man vanished immediately her husband rushed outside and tried the doors leading from the garden into the stables and some fields "'but found them all barred. "'Then he inquired of some men "'if anyone had passed, "'but they had seen no one. "'After that he returned to the parlor "'and seated himself in his chair, "'waiting till his wife "'had recovered herself. "'What was it?' she asked "'as soon as she could speak. "'Alexander, without a doubt,' "'answered he, "'and she fainted a second time "'and was in bed for several days "'afterwards.' The husband hoped that the fright his wife had undergone would have put an end to her schemes, but, as time went on, she forgot her scare and began to tease as of old. This so enraged the poor man that he threatened to summon Alexander again, to which the furious woman retorted by calling him a magician. Finally, the quarrel was ended by the resolve to refer the dispute to some friends and to beg them to judge between them the friends, when they had listened to what had passed, laughed at the wife, and said that all they could make of it was that her husband had cried out his son's name, and that someone had answered here. In their opinion, that was all there was in the affair, and they advised the two to be reconciled to each other as soon as possible. Of course, if the husband had possessed any sense, he would have turned his wife's fright to good account, but he was very weak and terribly afraid of her. He agreed, after much arguing, to sign the deed she wanted in the presence of two witnesses, saying, as he delivered it to her, You have worried me into this by your horrible temper, but I have signed it against justice and my conscience, and depend upon it, I shall never perform it, as I am satisfied in my mind that my son is alive. When four months had passed, and the year was up, THE WOMAN TOLD HER HUSBAND THAT THE TIME WAS COME TO PERFORM HIS PROMISE ABOUT THE ESTATE AND TO HAVE THE NEW DEEDS EXECUTED TO SETTLE IT UPON HER SON. THEREFORE, SHE HAD INVITED THE TWO FRIENDS WHO HAD HELPED THEM BEFORE TO DINE WITH THEM THE NEXT NIGHT, AND THEY WOULD SEE THAT EVERYTHING WAS DONE PROPERLY. THE FOLLOWING EVENING THEY WERE ALL SEATED ROUND A TABLE, WHICH WAS COVERED WITH PAPERS. The new deeds handing over the estate to the second wife's son on the death of his father were read out and signed, and the wife took up the old deeds which had appointed Alexander heir to his own mother's property and tore off the seal. At that instant, an icy whistling wind rushed through the room, as if someone had entered from the hall and passed out by the garden door, which was shut. Nothing was seen, but they all shivered. The wife turned pale but recovering herself, asked her husband what tricks he was playing now, to which he answered angrily that he knew no more about it than anybody else. "'When did you last hear from your son?' asked one of the gentlemen present. Five years ago,' replied the father. "'And have you not written to him about this business?' continued the gentleman. "'No, for I did not know where to write to.' "'Sir,' "'said his friend earnestly. "'I never saw a ghost in my life, nor believed in them, "'and even now I have seen nothing, "'but that something passed through the room just now was quite clear. "'I heard it distinctly.' "'And I felt the wind it made as it passed by me,' "'remarked another witness.' "'Pray, sir,' said the first, addressing himself to the father." Have you seen anything at any time, or heard voices or noises, or dreamed anything about this matter? Many times I have dreamed that my son was alive, and that I had spoken with him, and once that I had asked him why he had not written to me for so long, seeing that I had it in my power to disinherit him. And what answer did he make to that? I never dreamt on so long to have his answer. And what do you think, yourself? "'Do you believe he is dead?' "'No, I do not. "'I believe he is alive, "'and that if I disinherit him, "'I shall commit a sin.' "'Truly,' said the second witness, "'it begins to shock me. "'I will meddle with it no further.' "'But at these words the wife, "'who had recovered her courage, exclaimed, "'What is the use of talking like that? "'Everything is settled. "'Why else are we here?' I AM NOT FRIGHTENED IF YOU ARE. AND AGAIN SHE TOOK UP ONE OF THE OLD DEEDS IN ORDER TO TEAR OFF THE SEAL. THEN THE WINDOW FLEW OPEN, AND THE SHADOW OF A BODY WAS SEEN STANDING OUTSIDE, WITH ITS FACE LOOKING STRAIGHT AT HER FACE. HERE, SAID THE VOICE, AND THE SPECTRE VANISHED. IN SPITE OF HER BOASTED COURAGE, THE WIFE shrieked AND FELL IN HYSTERICS, AND THE TWO WITNESSES TOOK UP THE DEEDS. We will have no more to do with this business, cried they, and taking up the new deeds which they had signed, they tore off their names, and by so doing these deeds became of no value, and the elder son was still heir to the property. Four or five months later, the young man arrived from India, where he had gone from Portugal soon after leaving home. The two gentlemen, who had been concerned in the matter of the deeds, as well as his father, put many questions to him as to whether he, on his side, had seen visions or heard voices which warned him of the plots going on against him. But Alexander denied having received warnings of any sort, unless, he added, you can so call a dream I once had, which was indeed what sent me home, that my father had written me a very angry letter, threatening me, if I stayed away any longer, to deprive me of my inheritance. But why do you want to know? End of section 26